Welcome to the Wicked Good Momcast, a podcast for Boston moms by Boston moms, a space to hear stories from real moms, to celebrate the beauty of motherhood and to normalize its challenges. Motherhood is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. You are a Wicked Good Mom. And now here are your Wicked Good Momcast hosts, Shannon and Megan. Hi, Wicked Good Momcast listeners. We hope you are enjoying our Wicked Good Pregnancy series as much as we are. We are halfway through the series, and you we know you are going to love today's guest. We are talking to Dr. Caitlin Laberton, who founded Reclaim Her Physical Therapy. Caitlin and her team provide orthopedic and pelvic floor therapy services with a specialty in prenatal and postnatal care. We cannot wait to hear what Caitlin has to share with us today. Dr. Caitlin Laberton is a pelvic health expert and board-certified clinical specialist in orthopedic physical therapy. She combines her professional expertise and professional experience as an active mom to provide compassionate, well-rounded physical therapy care for women. Caitlin, we are so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So right off the bat, what exactly is pelvic floor therapy and how does orthopedic therapy play a role? Yeah, so um, great question. Pelvic floor therapy is really just a subset or a subspecialty of physical therapy where we are looking specifically at the pelvis. So our we have three layers of muscles that are called our pelvic floor muscles. They live at the bottom of our pelvis and they are so critical for different functions like our bowel and bladder function, our sexual health. Um, certainly carrying and delivering a baby through pregnancy. Um, And, you know, they have these really critical roles, but so many people don't even know that they exist. Um, So that's really our area of specialty. Um, And orthopedic therapy plays a role because, you know, our pelvis doesn't work in isolation in our body, like our low back, our hips, our abdominal muscles, um, all these things can affect how our pelvic floor is functioning um, or vice versa. So I think, you know, I'm really passionate about, you know, we need to take a look at the whole body and really get a full picture of what's going on rather than just looking at the pelvic floor. Um, So I think really well-rounded care kind of combines the two fields. Yeah, I really love that. So kind of trying to address maybe the whole issue, not just like what's presenting. Exactly, yeah. 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 So how did your journey lead you to becoming a physical physical therapist and specifically in this field? Yeah, well, I actually had nothing to do with this field initially. I was a dancer growing up um, oh, wow. and yeah, <laughs> so a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, had obviously a love for movement and um, was like fascinated with the human body. So It did kind of feel like a natural career transition when I moved Mm -hmm. from dance to PT. Um, But then, you know, I went into this field thinking, oh, I'm going to graduate and work with dancers. And at my first job, I had all these pregnant women on my schedule. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I was like, I have no idea what to do with you. Yeah. (laughs) And I felt like, you know, my first year of work, I was like, I don't know. I feel like I need to like put bubble wrap around you. Like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do anything that hurts you or, you know, um, so it was a little bit of a learning, learning experience, but then I found out it's like the most rewarding group of people to work with. Mm -hmm. I mean, these women, like, go through so much with their bodies and they, when they have an issue and you can help them come back from it, they're just so grateful. Um, so I, 
quickly shifted gears from originally starting in just orthopedic therapy and, and then went on to become a pelvic floor therapist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then specifically work with prenatal and postpartum women. Cause it's just, I mean, it, again, it's so rewarding. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and I loved, I was reading on your website, preparing for this interview, and I came across something that I absolutely loved. It says, we advocate for the mother's wellness during this time when most often the focus is on the baby. And it actually reminded me, <laughs> are you familiar with the show um, Clarkson's Farm yes. on Amazon Prime? Have you watched <laughs> yes. it? Okay. Yes. So the new, I promise this relates, but the new season <laughs> just released, uh, season two. And for those who don't know, if you ever watched the show Top Gear, um, Jeremy Clarkson has a farm now and the show is just about like him running the farm anyway (laughs) he uh this season bought a bunch of cows and they're you know trying to reproduce with the cows um and there's a whole episode about like the cows having babies and a couple of like the birthing episode or the birthing moments were really stressful and really tense and you know we didn't necessarily know if baby cow was going to make it um and so there was one in particular after they finally delivered this calf, everyone is like zooming in on the calf and like, you know, oh, it's so cute and, and it's fine. Yay. It made it like a good job, baby calf. And I said out loud, like sometimes I talk to the TVs. I said out loud to my husband, someone go check on that mom. Like that mama cow just delivered for like, I think four hours, which in cow time is apparently a long time is what yeah. I <laughs> Anyway, when I read your quote, um, and then I had just had this reaction to like a cow of all things having a baby, it really resonated because I do feel like, you know, with good reason, there is a lot of attention put on the baby. And what I've heard said is like, mom gets a lot of attention during the pregnancy and she's kind of used to that. But then the minute baby comes, like that attention kind of shifts. Um, So I really appreciated that you have that on your website. And I'm curious, like, how does that play a factor into your practice? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. And I think I knew this. And then when I had my son, it was so apparent, like, how many prenatal visits do you have? And how closely are you and baby monitored? And then when baby comes, then you shift to going to a thousand pediatrician appointments. Yeah. And one <laughs> and for one, you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Um, yeah. So yeah, this definitely plays a role because I feel like I can be kind of this more constant um, resource for women postpartum. You know, mm-hmm. they might have one visit with their OB or their midwife, but I'm checking in with them a little bit more regularly. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think of pelvic floor therapy as bridging this gap of like, okay, you know, you just had either um, a vaginal delivery and that was a major event or you had a C-section and that was a major surgery. Um, And now we're trying to bridge this gap to get back to whatever it is you want to get back to, but someone's actually there helping you and guiding you along the way. Um, Because, you know, whether you want to get back to running marathons or like me the other day, like I just wanted to be able to quickly get up after my toddler while he was going right. to hit his head on something. Yes. <laughs> but I want my body to be able to do that yeah. um, and not have an issue doing it. So um, I think whatever your goals are that like someone can be there for you kind of guiding the way and helping you get there um, when it feels like not only is all the medical attention focused on the baby, but even like 
most of your attention is focused on the baby. You're worried about feeding the baby, helping the baby sleep, making sure they don't have any health issues. And that's all really taxing. So I think I like, I really like being a resource um, postpartum to kind of help bring back some of the focus on mom and help make sure that she heals well and gets to where she wants to go to. Yeah. And that's such a good point, excuse me, that not even your own attention is on yourself. Like your attention is also on the baby. And I think that's why, um, you know, we talk to moms so much about self-care and I definitely, this is caring for yourself, like doing something like this and meeting with you. So again, I love it. I appreciate what you're doing (laughs) for moms. How is pelvic floor therapy beneficial pre-conception? Yeah. uh, So I kind of think of this in two different ways. Like from one hand, it's, kind of being more proactive, right? Your body goes through so many changes, your posture changes, your weight changes, mm-hmm. your center of gravity and your balance changes. Um, with all the hormones during pregnancy, your ligaments get looser. So mm-hmm. um, your body, you know, you might be a little more clumsy or you might have some pain in your back or your pelvis. Um, so kind of, I, I think that it can be very proactive and um, focus a little bit more on preventative care so that yeah. we're taking care of our bodies and prepping it for the demands of pregnancy and delivery. Um, And on the other hand, I also see some women for some fertility issues. Um, People who have endometriosis or PCOS um, can often have pelvic floor dysfunction that, you know, might not, um, I might not be helping them directly with their fertility concerns, but I can help manage some of the pain they might be experiencing or some of the pelvic Mm -hmm. floor dysfunction they might have going into a pregnancy. And I think that's really important to take care ahead of time. Um, And there is actually some research um, that's come out with some small studies that show that there are some manual therapy techniques that pelvic floor therapists can do that actually help with issues like blocked fallopian tubes. Um, So, yeah. So I think there's, you know, depending on your circumstances, there could be a lot of, a lot of benefits. Yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't know a lot of that. What yeah. are some of the signs that um, a mom postpartum might need pelvic floor therapy? Yeah. So my one of my favorite phrases to say to moms is just because this issue is common does not mean it is normal. Yeah. <laughs> and it does not mean that you should put up with it um, mm-hmm. if there's treatment available. So um, some things, common issues are like urinary leakage, urinary urgency, um, same types of issues with bowel movements, um, pain with intercourse or sexual activity postpartum is really common, um, also not normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sometimes uh, people have symptoms of prolapse, which is like a feeling of heaviness or pressure at the bottom of your pelvis or your pelvic floor. Um, I see some people who um, usually constipation increases during pregnancy, but for some people that doesn't resolve postpartum and that could be related to your pelvic floor. Um, so I'd say those, oh, and um, diastasis recti, like the, um, yeah. becoming more trend, more trendy to talk yes. about that now, but <laughs> we so, like separation. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That separation of the abdominal muscles is another um, like common thing I will see people for postpartum, but say those are the big signs. Um, you know, just because you had a baby does not mean you need to be living with these things. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that does not need to become your new normal. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) So for a mom who doesn't necessarily have concerns or conditions after labor and delivery, is pelvic floor therapy still something they should consider? Um, Yes. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know I'm biased, but (laughs) I... America is a little behind in this. Um, I know there are countries in Europe, uh, like France specifically, it is an automatic referral to pelvic floor PT after you have a baby. Wow. Um, Yeah. At your six week follow up Hmm. visit, you are going to pelvic floor PT and then they're actually the ones clearing you um, not to return to sex and exercise necessarily, but they're the ones saying like, okay, your body's ready for this. Um, You know, here here are some things you should work on to fully recover. Um, and I just think that's a really great standard of care that I hope we adopt one day. Um, and then, you know, I kind of alluded to it before, but, you know, if you if you have a vaginal birth and you have um, any degree of tearing, some of that could involve your pelvic floor muscles. Mm-hmm. And if we had a tear in a different muscle in our body, like, right. you know, how many people have you heard of say, oh, I tore my rotator cuff? Well, it's very normal to go to PT for a torn muscle somewhere else in your body. Um, So, you know, and same thing goes with a C-section. That's a major abdominal surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, And here we are, you know, I can't tell you when I was an orthopedic PT, how many times I saw people after like a minimally invasive knee surgery. Um, That's very standard routine care. And yet women have this major incision in their abdominal wall and their um, abdominal mus- muscles can't function properly. And a lot of times people have ongoing pain from the scar tissue. And, um, I don't know, they just, they think they have to live with it, or it's just not common practice to think to go to PT for these things. Um, so I definitely think like you don't need these kind of glaring issues or, or conditions postpartum. Um, I've, I've had a number of women say, Oh, but you know, I don't, I don't have those problems. I don't, leak pee when I cough Mm -hmm. or sneeze, you know, I'm fine. And I'm like, well, like, it's a good idea to just at least have an evaluation because uh, unfortunately, women have another big shift in um, their pelvic floor health when we hit menopause. So if there, yeah, if there's any kind of lingering um, dysfunction or our pelvic floors aren't working very well after childbirth, it can be even harder to overcome issues that hit during menopause. So I'm a huge advocate of everybody at least getting checked out and best case scenario, you know, somebody says, Oh, you're doing great. Like here's a couple of things to be aware of or to focus on, but um, you get, you know, kind of signed off with a, a good bill of health. Yeah. Okay. So that I think kind of answers <laughs> the question that I had for you. I had my last baby four and a half years ago and I'm done. Um, but I've <laughs> never had any type of pelvic floor therapy because like I wasn't leaking pee. I didn't have like any red flag symptoms that I would think would make me need to go pursue it. So is it too late for me or are there benefits to like four and a half years out still trying to get an appointment? Oh yeah, there's totally benefits. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, like I said, with menopause, like you, some people have, um, you know, their muscles might not be working optimally or, um, you know, there might be some dysfunction that a practitioner could see, but you might not be feeling or seeing any symptoms. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's totally beneficial. It's definitely not the type of thing that's like, oh, you didn't take care of this when it happened. So now it's too late. Like there's always 
the body is very adaptable. There's always progress that can be made. Um, so no, I, I mean, I see some people early postpartum, I see some people years postpartum and it's, you know, I also say like, once postpartum, always postpartum, your body has changed in some way. (laughs) You know, you were the second guest we've had in this pregnancy series to say that. I'm not joking. Our first guest was uh, Deshauna Hanlon, who's a doula. And I think she said like either the same thing or something very similar. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. true though. It It is. is Yeah. Yeah. Uh Um, Walk us through about how long after delivery a mom could start seeing you and what does that initial appointment look like? Yeah. Um, so I see some people as early as six weeks postpartum. Um, and then, like I said, some other people I see years postpartum. Um, but usually we at least wait for the six week benchmark um, so that you have clearance from your OB or midwife. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is because typically the um, initial appointment does involve an internal intravaginal exam. So mm-hmm. we want um, to make sure that you are cleared for any risk of infection or anything like that. Um, and sometimes people say like, oh, well, you know, my OB checked. Um, I had a exam at my appointment with my OB. Like, I think my pelvic floor muscles are fine. And I describe it as, you know, it's a different exam. The OB is looking to make sure your cervix is closed, that your uterus is coming back into the pelvis, that there aren't any signs of infection and that, um, you know, if you had any tearing or any stitches, things are healing properly. But I'm really looking at your muscle function and how, um, you know, those muscles are working then to support um, your bladder, your bowel, um, that there's no um, significant tension in the tissue, that there's Mm -hmm. no um, significant weakness in the muscles. So we're really, our two exams are, I think, to a lot of people feel similar Mm -hmm. um, and they think, oh, it's an intravaginal exam. It's all the same, but really it has a different um, intention. But Right. Um, the initial the initial appointment usually involves that if that's something that the person is comfortable with. And then um, we'll go through, you know, initially, obviously, a very thorough history, your orthopedic history, your gynecological history, your labor and delivery history, um, and then see what your goals are. So somebody who might be coming in saying, oh, I want to get back to running or CrossFit is going to be look like a very different exam um, and plan of care. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that will, you know, be tailored obviously to what somebody's goals are. Um, and then I usually run through an orthopedic exam as well. So kind of, again, looking more at the whole body, the full picture, um, in addition to doing the specific pelvic floor exam. Yeah. I really love that it's so individualized. Yeah. And I think that kind of sets you apart from that six week postpartum checkup too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like to think so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, but that's what's important, right? Like it's, and it kind of goes, I, I often say, um, cause I'll have people come in and say like, oh, well, I've been doing Kegels and I'm still leaking. And I'm like, well, there's a lot more to the pelvic floor right. than just doing Kegels. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes it's, you know, how, if you have really weak hip muscles, like maybe we need to work on different muscles and not directly your pelvic floor. So, um, I think that like full body picture is really, really important. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So in general, how long would a client continue to see you and what does the aftercare look like when therapy is completed? Yeah, um, that is super, again, individualized and um, dependent on, you know, how someone's presenting and then what their goals are. So I've seen some people who just, you know, maybe I saw them during their pregnancy and they say they want to come in for their postpartum visit. 
And then I see them at their postpartum visit and they're doing pretty well. They didn't have, um, you know, any significant dysfunction or trauma during childbirth and they're feeling really well. Um, so I might give them like a couple things to focus on at home before, you know, delving back into going to Pilates classes mm-hmm. or something, you know, um, kind of give them those stepping stones to bridge that gap. Right. Um, and then other people I see more frequently, um, I'd say the average is like two to three months, um, but it, it can really vary. Okay. Good information. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will definitely link all of the Reclaim Her website and social media in the show notes for anyone who wants to follow up with you or schedule an appointment to come in and see you. I might be calling you soon. Um, (laughs) But at the end of every show, we ask all of our guests the very same question. So I want to ask you, what are you loving about raising a family or living in greater Boston right now? Oh, well, I have a 13-month-old boy, and um, we got him all ready for his first winter. He got a sled for Christmas. We got him a snowsuit and boots. We got him everything that he will definitely grow out of by next year. And And we're not using them. Yeah. (laughs) So not loving that, but I am loving the more mild weather because I think we are getting outdoors more than usual at this time of year. So, you know, we've been visiting different parks and um, going, we took a trip into the city last weekend to the commons. So that was really nice. Oh, Um, that is nice. Yeah. It's just, I think it's nice to get out with him and explore a little bit more at a time of year that's often dark and dreary. So that's been really nice. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I think I read that we're at like two inches for the whole season. Oh my gosh. I think that's what I've been reading. (laughs) And I'm not originally from here. I've been in the area for five years, but um, I know (laughs) that that is very unheard of. So Yes. I think those two inches is when my whole house had the flu. So we didn't even get outside. Yeah. Yeah. You and I have like talked in correspondence about how like the illness this season has been just off the charts. Oh, it is. It is wild. I'm hoping we get through the next couple months. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Come on spring. Caitlin, thank you so much for chatting with us today. I honestly came into this interview not knowing a whole lot. So I did have a lot of questions um, and you've been so informative and I learned a ton from you. So thank you very much. And I know that- Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I know that our listeners have learned a lot too. Listeners, we have three more episodes left in the Wicked Good Pregnancy series. So if you know someone who is pregnant or even just thinking about starting a family, share these episodes with them. We truly believe that these local experts we've gathered for this series can help any mom in any stage of motherhood feel better prepared for the journey ahead. And we truly believe that you are a Wicked Good Mom. 